Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Watermark Students Podcast. This is season four, and I'm Will McElroy, and I'm joined with today Ryan Oaks. We loved him so hey, much hey, last hey. time. We decided to bring yes, you back Ryan. on, man. Out of here, Jermaine. You're not and, welcome back. And then we're with Kaylee Wright. Happy to be always. here. And then our student guest this time is Mason Boyle. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be a senior at JJ Pierce High School. Man, love that. Wow. Okay. Good? Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've done it in one take. That's good. We can. That's great. Okay. You, you do. You could have said like, Ma- like you could have said like Mason. Go ahead and tell us a little bit yeah, about yourself. You paused. Yeah. You paused. She just no, as always. We like we to like start to with start a little nice little question. I know, I've never other. even made it that far. You did so great. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it's How do y'all ever get anything done? What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Watermark Students Podcast. This is season four. I'm Will McElroy, and next to me is Ryan Oaks. We love him so much, we decided to bring him back on. Hey, hey, hey. It's good to be here. Jermaine has recently been fired, and I will be stepping in. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> okay. Jermaine is still here. <laughs> That's not true. Sorry. He's just busy. He's got things to do, and so Ryan's filling in. And then, as always, we have Kaylee Wright with us. Good to be here. And then our student guest is Mason Boyle. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mason. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be a senior at J.J. Pierce next year. Okay. Glad you're here, Mason. Awesome. Love that. Okay. And as always, we start with an icebreaker. And this week, we kind of brainstormed a little icebreaker. And we want to know what would be your big ticket bucket list idea. This is something that money can't necessarily buy. Imagine throwing the first pitch at the World Series, or maybe you've always wanted to compete in the Olympics, but you're just not good enough, to be honest. And so this would be your big ticket bucket item. I want to do this and money can't necessarily buy it. Ryan, what would what would yours be? Yeah, no, it's pretty easy. I would actually rather not only attend a national championship for college football, but I'd like the ability to actually choose which teams are there. Oh, um, and then I would like to be a part of the coin toss. It'd be great <laughs> if I could maybe throw the first pass, but not like not no one hit. could actually hit me. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. And then, yeah, I would just pretty much watch the entire game from the sidelines. Okay. Well, what teams would be there if you're getting Ugh, to pick? It's tough. Well, it feels like I, I have to pick Oklahoma State because I'm a proud mm. alumni there. So I'm okay with picking Oklahoma State, although I don't know if I want Mike Gundy to get a championship. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'd probably pick Clemson. And if I'm yeah. honest, there's a chance that I would root for Clemson in that game, and then Dabo Sweeney and I would become best friends. Homie. Wow, it ends it ends in a real bucket <laughs> list. It's really your friendship uh, no. with Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, well, the Mason. truth comes out. You got one, Mason? I don't know. That's hard. I would probably say I'd want to go on a submarine dive. What? what? What's that called? Submarine? Just a expedition? A exploration? Like a, yeah, exploration. Okay, yeah, yeah. In a part of the ocean that people don't really go, and I'd want the SpongeBob voice actor to be there. Okay. Wow. That, yeah. See, that's what we're talking that's about. I money, love the specificity Money can't there. really buy that's that, super I guess. Money can't buy that. And um, Will, can I go next? I'm really excited I to I want to save the best for last, but yeah, you, you go ahead. I've really I was, been looking forward to this. To mine? Yeah. Oh, you want I, me to go last? You go. Okay, okay I'll go. Uh, mine would be, I've always wanted to return like an NFL kickoff. And I know it would hurt. <laughs> I know I'd, and I don't want them to like ease up on me. I want them to go as hard as they can. And I know it would hurt. I just want to know what it feels like. Okay, but genuinely, what yardage do you think you'd get to? I think I could get 
to the 20. Do you I think mean, you think? No, I don't Will, even know if I'd catch it. Will, are you telling me <laughs> that there are NFL players out there that don't even return a kickoff to the 20 and you think that you could get to the 20 yard line? Well, it depends what team I'm with. If, if I've got good blockers, I may get all the way to the end we, zone. We need, really? to move, we need to move on to Kaylee's answer. Yeah. I just want to more than to see Will return on a live kickoff. TV. This yes. is now my bucket list item is to watch Will return a kickoff. <laughs> I'm changing my answer. Okay, Kaylee, we, I saved yours for last. Hey, no pressure, but my bucket list item would be um, a VIP experience on tour, probably a European tour with Rascal Flats. It's um, <laughs> I get the state-of-the-art experience. I'm on the tour bus traveling with okay. them. I get to perform on stage with them. Perform. We, we're all best friends by the end of this. And mid-performance, Adele shows up because, of course, it's European tour. Yeah. So Adele is going to make right. an appearance because wow. she secretly loves country music. And oh, so really? me, Rascal Flats, and Adele all in this like outdoors arena in Europe and I just get to like be Man. central to the experience. Yeah. So. Wow. It's on brand. Okay. Yeah. I really have nothing to say. <laughs> nothing to say. Yeah. yeah. So that's mine. I mean, truly. Yeah. That was well, now that I got you guys speechless, it feels like the right time to go ahead and just transition to what we're really going to talk yeah. about today and why we've brought Mason here is to discuss the topic of anxiety. Um, and this is a topic that is really relevant with a lot of students, a lot of young adults, even a lot of adults and parents struggle with anxiety. I'd say it's a pretty common struggle in today's world. And so I think it's important for us as believers to have healthy and active conversations about this. And Mason, thank you for being a part of this as we discuss how do teenagers faithfully and actively fight anxiety. And so I would love to hear from you. Our first question is just how would you define anxiety? I would say it's an overwhelming sense or feeling of worry. That's a great definition. I actually looked it up before we even started the podcast, and it starts out pretty similar to what you said. It says, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So I think anything that involves worry, uneasiness, stress, like all these just synonyms you hear for anxiety, and they're usually tied to an outcome that maybe is upcoming or something that's just out of your control. And uh, I think that's where we see most of it stem from. Yeah, totally. And I love that you you included the word overwhelming in your definitions, an overwhelming sense or feeling of worry. And I think it's helpful for us at the beginning of this podcast, even to kind of uh, differentiate between a general anxiety disorder, which I would say is probably what you just defined, you know, an overwhelming sense or feeling of worry versus a chemical imbalance um, that could need more more help or more treatment. And so for the sake of this podcast, we're going to be talking more about general anxiety that is circumstantial. Um, and how do we as believers kind of navigate this world of general anxiety? Because really, especially in teens, anxiety is the most like common struggle for individuals. It is so common and there's so much that plays into it. And so really just would love to hear from your perspective, Mason, what do you think are some of the main sources of anxiety in a teenager's life? Yeah, I would just say, to start off, like having high expectations or standards, whether that's set by themselves or others in their life, like parents, coaches, teachers. I think that teenagers typically put a lot of pressure on themselves or just feel a lot of pressure put on themselves. And that just causes a lot of anxiousness in general. That's so good. I love that you said that because expectations automatically will lead us to disappointment because we're trying to play out a situation before it actually happens. Or sometimes like you're saying where we want to, you know, win the approval or uh, do what someone else we feel like is expecting of us. And really at that point, we're just putting words in someone else's mouth. But the reality is like we're creating a situation before it even happens. Yeah, mm -hmm. so good. And I feel like if, if we're talking about sources of anxiety, uh, we have to mention social media. Uh, mm -hmm. There's just study after study that proves that social media 
produces more anxious and unhappy individuals. And even recording this now in 2021, we're coming off a global pandemic with quarantine and stresses and anxieties. And there's just a unique layer even coming out of this COVID season that anxiety has been a big byproduct um, of a lot of people over this past year, year and a half. And so I just, to kind of make it personal for you, Mason, um, how have you seen anxiety play out in your own life, if you don't mind sharing with us? Yeah, I don't mind. Anxiety has always been a daily struggle of mine um, since really as long as I can remember. It's something that in the past has not only prevented me from participating in certain things, but also just took a toll on my physical and mental health. You mentioned you've, you've felt it take a toll on you. How can you tell when you're feeling anxious? I would say I can tell by both internal and external factors. Internally, I know I'm anxious when the only thing I can think about is the root or cause of my anxiety. So just having difficulty concentrating or focusing on anything else but the source. But externally, I say I also experience more physical symptoms that let me know I'm feeling anxious. For me, it usually looks like my chest getting really tight making it feel like it's hard to breathe, getting lightheaded, hands and legs feeling shaky, just all around all those things. Yeah, that's so good, Mason. Thank you for sharing all that. And I think many of us listening have experienced either all of those, some of those in varying different degrees. And it's so helpful to be able to acknowledge um, some of the symptoms you feel that are rooted in anxiety. And there may be students listening right now that are like, oh, I feel that every day but maybe haven't taken the time to slow down and process. Could this be rooted in anxiety? Is there something deeper going on with my lack of focus? And so thank you for sharing that. And I think um, I'm excited to hear ways that you've grown and you've learned and you've been able to respond. But how would you say most teenagers are responding to anxiety um, that they're feeling right now? I would say most teenagers try to handle it all on their own. They think that because everyone has probably experienced some form of anxiety, that it's just not a big deal. And they don't need to bring others in. And so they just deal with it in isolation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what the struggle of anxiety really is, is because we think that we have to do it on our own. But in all reality, the very fact that we feel like things are actually in our control is what causes us anxiety because we're just not capable of controlling the things around us because we weren't made to do that. Mm -hmm. God is our creator and he created all things. And so he is really the person who is in control. And And the beauty of Christianity is like, I think it's so amazing that if you think about it, when we don't trust that God is in control, we have anxiety. But when we recognize that it's not in our control and it's in his control, like scripture promises us over and over again that it leads us to peace. And that is just the beauty of being able to follow a God who's totally in control and is worth trusting. Yeah. It sounds like um, in addition to what you're saying, you know, a lot of teenagers, like you said, they just try to handle it on their own. And I think in anxiety, it can also create us to numb out, um, mm. whether that's on our phones, on Netflix, um, just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling because we don't want to think about really what's making us anxious or they can uh, numb out with substances such as partying or distractions or whatever it may, may be. Um, anxiety can lead us to life outside of God super easily because mm. we're using the ways of this world to cope um, with our anxiety. And so for you though, Mason, would love to hear just how have you learned to respond to anxiety? And specifically when it comes to your faith, how have you learned to bring anxiety to God? And what what does that look like for you? I would think, or I would say, the biggest thing for me that has helped is just memorizing scripture. I have found that over the years, most of my anxiety or panic attacks stem from lies I'm believing. And so having specific mm -hmm. verses memorized on my heart and like in my head just really helps remind me of truth in those moments. 
and is really the only thing that seems to calm me down. Yeah. Do you have a specific verse you love to go to when it comes to anxiety? Yeah. Matthew 634, which says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I think that right now in my life, this is something that's been super helpful and super just applicable as I'm applying for college and all of the worries that come with that are just flooding my mind. It's been super helpful because it's like I can't focus on getting into college 10 years down the road, where will I be at? Like all this verse is saying is that I can only focus on right now and what's right in front of me because God has not designed my brain to handle anything else. Mm. Yeah. That's great. I love love that verse and love that you go to your Bible. I I I know for me it's helpful just to think of anxiety in a sense that it's the fear that God's going to get it wrong. And what I love about that verse is it just reminds me that I don't have to worry about tomorrow because before I even knew there was a problem, God was already working on the solution, right? And so I think that's just helpful to reframe my mind of just the sovereignty of God that kind of what Ryan was talking about earlier, that we, we truly do not have to fear. We get to cast all of our anxieties on him because he loves us and cares about us in a sovereign way that uh, just says that, hey, before you even knew there was a problem, I was already working on the solution. Yeah. Yeah. And another verse that I like to go to, too, is... Uh Psalm one twelve seven. it says, he is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. And it's just that same concept, even with you right now, as you're applying for college applications, like, hey, you don't have to worry about what college am I going to get into? What college am I not going to get into? Because the reality is like, you stand firm in the Lord and you trust in the Lord. And like Will said, like, God isn't going to get it wrong wherever you end up in college is where God has you in college. And there's just a beautiful piece that comes with that. Totally, Mason. Uh, that is amazing. Well, I even loved your definition right there, that anxiety is the fear that God is going to get it wrong. And I think in my own life, time after time again, when I have experienced anxiety, if I stop and think about it really deeply, um, I can pinpoint like, mm-hmm. what circumstance in my life am I fearful that God's going to get it wrong? Mm-hmm. What circumstance am I tempted uh, to take control of, to try to take the reins from God, to try to manipulate or or over, like I feel that overwhelming sense of of worry because I am scared that God is mm. going to get us wrong. And I think a healthy habit or practice, like you mentioned, Mason, is stopping to be able to identify what that is because it's not fun to hear, but I think it's helpful for us to hear that typically anxiety in my life has been rooted in a lack of trust of God, that mm. whatever mm. I am feeling that overwhelming anxiety about tends to be the thing in my life that I'm trusting God with the least. Mm. And so I have to be able to stop and acknowledge it and process what it is, even if it's it's a big thing. Like I still may not be trusting God with it, whether it's relationships or my family or grades in school and where I'm going to go to college, you know, like all those things. Um, I have to stop, ask myself, am I trusting God with this or why is it producing anxiety? And, and that can be hard, um, but I'm grateful that you have started to learn that habit for yourself. But is there anything else just what other systems of support and accountability have helped you, Mason, uh, deal with your anxiety? Well, I'm involved in both a small group and now community group, and those have both been just great sources of accountability in my life. They not only check in on me regularly but to see how I'm doing, but also hold me accountable to spend time in the Word because I've found that over the years when I'm, just like you were saying, like when I'm not filling my mind with truth, I'm just more anxious because I don't have God's Word written on my heart, and I'm more susceptible to believe the lies the enemy is telling me and focus on just not what he has in store for me. Yeah, that's so good, Mason. And so just to kind of wrap up on all of this, if you could offer one piece of advice to someone battling anxiety right now, uh, what would you have to say? 
I would tell them to dedicate time to get into the word and bring others alongside you to hold you accountable. That's good. I think my last piece of advice I'd give away is uh, I, I heard a lot of people whenever I would struggle with anxiety and stress, just say, stop worrying, stop being anxious. And I've come to realize it's not that easy. You can't just stop. You can't just stop that train of thought. And so I had to learn to give it away. And just like first Peter five seventeen, I quoted it earlier. It says casting your anxieties on him, on God. Uh, why? Because, because he loves you. Right. And so my, my last piece of advice would be exactly that, that uh, you can't just stop being anxious. You have to give it away. And then you, you fill that hole, that void with, uh, with the Bible, with what you've memorized, with friends just pouring in encouragement and truth into your life. Yeah, that's so good. And just a reminder for all of us, like our creator, our God loves us so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he mm-hmm. desires for to be our father, the one that we come to um, when the brokenness of this world hits and he cares. And I think so often, like you said, Mason, we battle anxiety and isolation. And so um, if any of you need a reminder, just that God loves you and that he's here for you and that we can bring our anxieties to him. Like Will said, we can trust him. We can cast our anxieties on him because ultimately he went and he cast all the sins of the world um, on himself on the cross for us so that we can be set free. And yes, there's going to be trouble in this world. We have so much hope in our savior and we have so much peace and confidence found in him through the power of the Holy spirit. And so if there's any way we can be a help to you as you're battling anxiety right now, we shoreline, we'd love to be a resource for you. You can follow us on social media at shoreline Dallas. We'd love to have a conversation with you. If you don't have a mentor in your life that you can talk to or friends that you can open up about, Um, your anxieties, uh, we would love to be that for you. But if you do have that, we'd encourage you to invite them in to share the anxieties in your life and ask them um, for God's word um, as the best counsel. And so Mason, thank you for being here today and talking to us about anxiety. Just for the reminder that that God loves us and that his word is a good guide for us um, in this Mm. broken world. And so um, that's it for today. Um, Ryan, it was great to have you. So glad you were here here today. We love Ryan. Thanks for being here. Will, Great icebreaker question today. Uh, It's going to be a good one. (laughs) Great thoughts, Mason. Mason, so glad you're here. That's it for today's episode. If you guys have anything you'd like for us to talk about next time on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you at Shoreline Dallas DM us. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. But until then, have a great week of worship, everyone. Leave a a comment down below. Yeah, rate Ryan's review. Bring Ryan back. Bring Ryan back. Bring Ryan back. Hashtag.